Hello! Uh, welcome back to Capes and Japes. Um, you are getting an all-new audio experience, um, because I have a new microphone, and E's microphone has a new hat. It's got a nice little fuzzy hat. And a pop filter. Both of these things will hopefully cut down on my editing time, uh... Because I just make so many mouth sounds. <sighs> <laughs> um, and I, um, I am using a Yeti for the first time. Uh, a friend of mine has generously let me borrow hers. Uh, thank you, friend of the show, Kaylee. Um, so... Hopefully this sounds good. Um, there might be some trial and error because this is the first time I'm recording with it and not just using it to play D&D with and all my friends are like, that sounds good. <laughs> um, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, we're doing, uh, we have a new, brand new audio experience. Um, 2020. Um, fill your life with, uh, laughter and microphones. Um, and we are going to use, uh, these, these wonderful sounds to talk about, um, somebody who there may be a, a recent surge of interest in, um, and that's Helena Bertinelli, uh, the Huntress. Do you want to know something? wild i do i would love to you google helena bertinelli and you try to find just pictures of helena mm -hmm. bertinelli half of them's helena wayne <laughs> um we are we are going to be talking about helena wayne a little um the thing is a lot of the times you can't really tell how are you supposed to tell these two women apart they look exactly the same. They do. Listen, so so we'll get into it. Um <laughs> so, um we did um we did talk about uh Helena a little bit uh last week when we uh discussed the birds of prey in general. Um a group that Helena Bertinelli is very famously part of. Um, and she is also uh, newly famously uh, part of the Birds of Prey in the new movie that just came out this past week, um, played by uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who is one of my all-time favorite actresses. Um, and uh, uh, the gays are thriving. <laughs> God, it's beautiful. Just going on to Twitter.com and actually having a good fucking experience. <laughs> all the all the, the Wulla was on Twitter.com are having the time of their lives over this beautiful, beautiful woman with a crossbow. As they should. As we all deserve. Yeah, uh, um, I'm just like, yeah, relatable. <laughs> It is. Um, but, uh, yes. Helena, what's her deal? 
where where did she come from? Where did she go? Um so uh as brought up earlier, um the confusing thing about Helena is that there is kind of two of her. Um <laughs> so uh in uh in the fifties and sixties, um when comics had their uh kind of uh superhero comics had kind of like a a renaissance after like they weren't as popular for a while. Um then the silver age of comics. Um and we've talked about this before, but this is where um, DC first introduced its concept of uh, the multiverse, which it did um, so that all of, like, the Golden Age stories from, like, the early 40s, mostly, um, could exist in their own universe. Um, and all of those characters can do what they want, and all of these stories happened on this Earth, which they called Earth 2, um, so that they, uh, didn't have to worry about all of that stuff when they were writing new stories. Um, they were like, yep, all of this, uh, we're not gonna completely throw these out the window, but they all happened on a a different Earth, a parallel Earth. Um, but, uh, they kept, uh, telling some various stories that were set on Earth, too. Um, it's the original home of the, uh, the Justice Society of America, um, which was the kind of golden age, you know, Justice League, like, the, the big superhero team. Um, and, uh, in the, uh, the 70s, um, they, uh, pitched this idea that, like, uh, maybe, uh, they should have a version of Batgirl be on the, uh, the JSA. Um, presumably because Batgirl is great. <laughs> and why wouldn't you want that? Um, so, uh, the, she was created by, uh, Paul Levitz and Joe Statton, um, and, uh, the origin they came up with was that, uh, she was the daughter of, uh, Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle, Batman and Catwoman, um, who in this universe got married and had a child, um, and, uh, you know, trained their child in all of the things they were very good at, like athletics and crime and also crime solving. I mean, um, why wouldn't you? Why would you not? Um, she, you know, uh, finds out her, uh, her parents' secret identity at a young age, um, uh, meets the Earth 2 version of, uh, Dick Grayson, um, ends up joining, he is, like, a law firm in this universe, and she ends up joining the law firm, um, 
as, uh, when she gets older. Um, and then, uh, uh, Selena is, uh, blackmailed by a former associate into, uh, being Catwoman again. And, um, she ends up getting killed. Um, and Helena is very upset by this and, uh, decides that in order to bring this person to justice and also, uh, you know, uh, prevent things like this from happening again, uh, she becomes a, uh, costumed crime fighter, um, and starts going by the Huntress. Um, so, um, she, uh, ends up being a pretty popular character. Um, she's, uh, on the JSA, she's on a team called Infinity Inc., which is, like, uh, a superhero team that was mostly, like, the Earth 2 children of, uh, various other superheroes. Um, Earth 2 superheroes? Or, like, what if our prime plane superheroes got together? Oh no, oops, children. Uh, no, Earth, Earth 2 superheroes. Okay. Um, Though that would be a pretty whack concept. Um, <laughs> she, um, she works together, uh, with Robin, obviously, uh, with Power Girl, um, and she has a, um, she ends up having a, uh, a solo, uh, backup feature, um, in... Wonder Woman comics in, like, the early 80s. Um, so, like, not her own book, but she would get, like, short stories, uh, at, you know, the end of Wonder Woman comics that were usually, uh, kind of, you know, uh, noirish and about her fighting, like, street criminals and, like, mob enforcers and that kind of thing um and um she was pretty well received which is you know kind of understandable that you know like two very popular characters having a child is like something that people can usually be interested in um but uh before uh she could like branch out into her own proper solo series uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths happens. Um. Uh-oh. Yeah, womp womp. Um, which, uh, is an event. This comes up a lot. You've heard us talk about it several times at this point, probably. Um, but, uh, DC decided that this whole multiverse thing was getting too confusing. There were, like, a bunch of other additional Earths that just kept being created because people were like, oh, well, I can just have this happen on, like, Earth 18 or whatever. Um, my Earth so, now. My Earth now. Um, so uh, they decided to uh, just collapse the whole multiverse into one universe as, uh, you know, the, the result of the... Uh, a villain called the Anti-Monitor, uh, attempting to basically destroy all creation. Um, 
So, uh, Helena, uh, dies during, uh, Crisis, along with, um, Earth 2 Robin, um, rescuing children very nobly, um, and, uh, once it's over, uh, and the whole, you know, all of the Earths are just collapsed into one Earth, um, all memory of, like, Helena ever existing are erased. Not just Helena, but, like, anyone She is included. She is included, yes. Anyone who was on one of these other alternate Earths, like, memories of them are forgotten. Uh, everyone's like, yep, just one Earth. The normal number. Just like it's always been. (laughs) Um. What's a multiverse? We, we don't know that here. Um, but, um, she was still a pretty popular character, and, like, her creative team had still been, uh, interested in doing things with her. Um, so, uh, basically, uh, a few years later, um, in, uh, 1989, uh, they're like, why don't we do it again? Um, so, here's the reason why comics are terrible. They create (laughs) a new character, um, with, uh, the same first name. I don't think you can say they created a new character. No, they don't create a new character. What they do is they make Huntress again. She has, uh, the same first name, basically the same costume, um, she also uses a crossbow as her signature weapon, um, but she has a completely different backstory and personality. <laughs> um, so... If only they could have made her visual design more distinct. If only there was some way to make... Well, because that's the thing, is that they're, like, they wanted people to be, like... No, see, it's it's Huntress again. Buy the comics. You guys love Huntress. She's back. Yeah, but like, um, give her something. Like, give her something else. Like, at least when they decided to bring Wally West back, they made him black. <laughs> you can easily tell. Yes, you can easily they... tell on the page which Wally West is which. Yes. Um, I mean, they did, they, they did do that to have a new Wally West, and then they also brought back the original Wally West. Yeah. So there were just two Wally Wests. I feel like Helena Wayne's out there still kicking somewhere. Oh, oh, she is. We'll, um, we'll, we'll get to that. There's some, there's some stuff going on. There's some fuckery, for sure. Um, but it means that, like, you can't even, like, every time people talk about Huntress, they have to clarify if they mean Wayne or Bertinelli. Um, and half and, the time, they're probably wrong. Yeah, and Bertinelli is probably more talked about, I would say, now, just because she's, you know, the more recent one, and she's done more in, like, the past 30 or so years. Um. But, like, 
Helena Wayne was still out there, like, doing a lot of stuff for a while, and then she's come back a few times, and looks exactly the same, and has the same, like, costume motifs. Um, but, uh, so, um, this, uh, new, not that new Helena, um, is introduced in, um, her own, uh, her own miniseries, uh, in 1989. Um, and, uh, the basic, uh, framework of her backstory is that, uh, she is the daughter of the, uh, Bertinelli Mafia family, which is a very prominent Gotham Mafia family, um, and, uh, witnessed her whole family, uh, executed, uh, in a hit ordered by a rival family, um, gets upset about this rightfully um, so as i think anyone would be um and uh goes away uh to train um and comes back ready to uh destroy the mob um so like there's some uh versions of this story have been like uh told a little differently, um, in the original one, she was, like, uh, kidnapped as a child, uh, to mess with her father, which, like, traumatized her, um, and then they, like, cut that out of some other ones, um, she also, uh, she, in the first version of the story, she, like, uh, she's 19, um, when she sees, uh, her parents die, um, and then in, like, 2000, they do, uh, another miniseries where, um, she's, uh, eight years old when it happens, um. You gotta parallel that Bruce Wayne story. <laughs> you really gotta, you really gotta drive it home, um, um, and then they also, like, uh, in some versions they add in, uh, like, oh, uh, they're actually this, uh, this, like, the head of this rival mafia family was actually, like, her father, and he was, like, having, uh, an affair with her mother, uh, and, you know, he was, like, killing everybody to, like, keep it quiet, um. That sucks. You know, yeah, just a lot, just a whole lot of mafia drama, um. But, uh, the important thing is, she, uh, gets very upset about this. She decides that, like, alright, well, um, I do want, uh, absolutely revenge on these people who killed my family in front of me. Um, and also, I think, um, the whole mafia is pretty bad. Uh, based on what this has led to, so I think I am just going to destroy it. Um, and, uh... I'm sure that's a healthy response that a therapist would be proud of. Absolutely. That's, she definitely went to a whole bunch of mental health professionals, and they all said, you are on the right 
track, my friend. My dog agrees. <laughs> yes, of course. Why why wouldn't you? Um but uh so she uh she trains herself to be uh you know, uh an expert in all kinds of martial arts, um gymnastics. Uh she learns how to use a, a crossbow. Um I assume just because like it looks really cool. I mean, why choose any weapon? It the the choice of the weapon is I think half of the time the aesthetic of it. I mean her aesthetic is very good. Um that that is that is for dang sure. Um sometimes in this she's like accompanied by like uh a bodyguard who like uh you know managed to to rescue her and who like helps her train and stuff. Um but the important thing is she comes to Gotham and she is ready to do some murders. Boy, howdy um, is she. Boy, she sure is. Um, which, you know, uh, the unfortunate thing is that, um, she is in, uh, Batman City, and, uh, Batman does not like murders very much. In fact, I, I think he hates them. I think he is pretty adamantly against them. Um, it's, um, it is, uh, funny to me, like, Huntress is considered part of, like, the extended Bat family. She, you know, teams up with various, uh, Bat people a lot. Um, she doesn't, in this, the Helena Bertinelli version, she doesn't have, like, any connection to them besides, uh, being a vigilante in Gotham who, um, went with, you know, kind of a, 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 a goth, like, aesthetic scheme. Um, sometimes that's all you need. I mean, sometimes it's all you need. It's like, uh, it is very funny for me to picture, like, people, like, seeing, like, you know, Helena and Bruce, like, fighting together and being like, now how does she fit into all this? <laughs> she doesn't seem like one of his kids. Um, a cousin, he, um, Did he just bring his cousins into this? Um, so, um, she, uh, she clashes with Batman pretty heavily early on, and also, like, throughout her career, but, you know, uh, she gets less murdery as time goes on. Um, Bruce, um, you know, has, uh, like, respect for her, um, as, you know, someone who went through a lot of trauma and, uh, went on, like, a pretty obsessive and somewhat, uh, ill-advised, uh, somewhat? personal quest. Somewhat. I would, I, I would argue that the somewhat, uh, it, no, it's, it's, it's just ill-advised. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'll 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 give you that. A simply ill-advised uh personal quest. Um but um he also uh he thinks she's kind of uh reckless 
and uh, needlessly violent, um, and, you know, kind of a, uh, a factor that he can't really control for, which is not a thing that Batman particularly enjoys. Um, no, not at all. Ab- absolutely not. Um, he also, um, he references uh, to uh, Jim Gordon at one point that uh, she does remind him of, of Barbara Gordon, like, when, when she was starting out, and, uh, it, uh, stresses him out. <laughs> something thinks something bad's gonna happen to her. Um, there's a quote on the Wikipedia page where it's talking about this, where it's like, Others in the Batman family feel differently. For instance, Tim Drake has a good relationship with her. Oh, good. <laughs> Which is good, and I support it. I do also imagine that Tim, like, meets a new Bat family member who isn't, like, specifically trying to kill him directly, and he's like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Do you want to be my best friend? Oh, I, I, Miss Helena, I am so glad you're here. <laughs> thank you for not <gasps> killing me. <laughs> Thank you for being totally okay with my existence. Um, it's all—it's also just cute. Tim's a little nerd, and Helen is a like extremely powerful crossbow woman. And Helena, uh, it's jock nerd solidarity. It really is. It simply is goth jock and goth nerd. Ah, oh, beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> um. So, uh, she spent some time, uh, on, uh, the Justice League, uh, which Superman, uh, which Batman encourages her to do, uh, in the hopes that, like, spending time around other superheroes will chill her out a little bit. <laughs> um, it's like, please, please, Clark, Clark, babysit, I, I found, I found another one. Please babysit her. Clark, please, I'm so busy all the time. I'm so busy, I have so many kids. I mean, you've got what, like, two? Depending on the universe? (laughs) I can't even count these little fuckers. Um, in, uh, she also has a, um, a brief stint as Batgirl. Um, in a storyline called No Man's Land, uh, in 1999, um, which, uh, basically, uh, there's an earthquake in Gotham, um, everything falls into chaos, uh, Batman goes missing, and, uh, the government declares, uh, Gotham a a No Man's Land, hence the title, um, so they're just like, you guys are on your own. <laughs> Figure it out. Um, Good luck. So, yeah. Uh, Helena ends up uh, taking on the mantle of Batgirl for this arc. Um, because uh, Batman's missing. And she's like, well, we need to have, like, some kind of bat people, like, holding the line. Um and I don't get quite the brand recognition as Huntress that I would as Batgirl. <laughs> um, and um, uh, she also, uh, 
in, I think, like, the early 2000s is when this happens. Um, as talked about last week, um, she joins the Birds of Prey, um, at the point where the Birds of Prey is just, uh, Oracle and Black Canary, uh, fighting crime together. Um, she ends up, uh, helping Oracle rescue Black Canary from some supervillains. Um, and, uh, joins the team, is initially kind of at odds with Babs, um, because mu much like Batman, um, Oracle is not a fan of factors she can't control for. And murder. Um, and she's also not a fan of murder. Those are two things, um, that Babs and Batman both dislike, uh, and that Helena very much embodies. Um, so it is, uh, it is challenging. Um, Babs does, um, set up, uh, like, day jobs for her and, uh, Dinah, and, um, gets Helena a job as an elementary school teacher. Oh. Um, yeah. But she actually, um, she wanted to be a teacher. When she was a kid, and then that all kind of went to shit because of her family getting murdered and her vengeance quests and everything. Um, but she actually, like, doing it, she's like, oh, this is really nice. I like this. Uh, like, Oracle Aw. has given you a gift. <laughs> Oracle has, has given you a sense of personal fulfillment, not based on murdering people with crossbows. Um, so that's, um... That's what she's most associated with for a while. Like, that and, you know, kind of the whole Gotham-adjacent situation. Um, but, uh, or maybe it's just me and I'm just, like, the, the big Birds of Prey fan. But I think a, a lot of people, one of the first things that, that comes to mind for Helena Bertinelli would be, like, oh, the Birds of Prey. Um, for me, it's the crossbow. It's the, yeah, that's, that's good too. Um, she, uh, she also, um, she, uh, teams up with, uh, Renee Montoya on at least a couple occasions. Um, I, um, I went to search that cause I like, I wasn't finding anything on it and I was like, I'm not making it up that she like had, you know, storylines with Renee, right? And I, just searched, like, Helena Bertinelli, Renee Montoya, and the first thing I got was their, uh, AO3 ship tag. Um. Well, yes, of course. Of course. Um, what did it you is expect? A very good ship. <laughs> yes, no, I was a fool. Um, it is a very good ship, for the record. Um, so, um, uh, some, uh, some stuff starts happening. Um, in, uh, in the New 52, which, uh, was DC's, uh, terrible reboot in 2011, where they restarted everything, um, they brought back Helena Wayne, um, as, uh, it was, like, her and Power Girl had, like, uh, somehow 
traveled from the parallel Earth that they were from and ended up uh, on, like, the, the prime Earth of the New 52. Um, so th her and, like, Power Girl uh, had, like, a, a world's finest story that was about them. Um, but it was confusing because, again, uh, Helena Wayne and Helena Bertinelli look exactly identical. Um, so when they launched this, I mean, obviously you would, you know, if you read it and, like, you know, got the, the backstory and everything, you'd be like, oh, it's Helena Wayne. But, like, it was weird. I wasn't reading it and I was seeing it in the comic book store and being like, is that Hel isn't Helena and Grayson? What is it? Is it, which Helena is this? Um, <laughs> just so, frantically flipping through a comic book. Which Helena? Which Who Helena are, you? are you? Um, but, uh, after, uh, a few years into the new 52, um, Helena Bertinelli is introduced in Grayson. So both Helenas for a time exist in the same on the same earth. Um but uh the Helena in Grayson uh they make her like uh she is like darker skin and curly hair um to visually distinguish her in any way <laughs> from the other one. Um they're like oh shit. Uh we didn't we didn't see this coming. Um yeah. Uh beans. Uh um curly hair? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at yeah. Um but uh she works for uh a spy organization um that Dick Grayson also ends up working for. It's the plot of Grayson. Um and uh she uh she's very cool. Um she uh runs a uh a boarding school in you know kind of a a cool nod uh to her elementary school teacher uh deal but um is uh pretty different um from the uh the previous Helena Bertinelli I will say and like it it could be like you know a Helena who has had some time to kind of like level out, um, but uh, she's a lot more uh detached, um, I think than Helena is. She's a very kind of uh leader, pragmatic type. Um, and maybe it's mostly because she spends the whole series, uh, calling Dick Grayson a fucking idiot moron, um, <laughs> which everyone should, um, but, um, she, uh, in DC Rebirth, which is what they did when they realized that this was a bad reboot that nobody, uh, liked, um, and they attempted to reverse it. Um, Helena is back to being Huntress. Um, they kept, uh, the kind of, uh, darker skin tone 
Um, and, uh, they definitely sort of, like, uh, went back to her, uh, like, original personality where she's, uh, on a big vengeance quest and, uh, you know, maybe figuring out that that's not necessarily a great idea. Um, but, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's working on it. Um, as is the case with most things, uh, Birds of Prey Huntress is my favorite Huntress. Um, she's also good in, uh, in, uh, Hush, which is, uh, probably my favorite Batman story. Um, I, I like, I do genuinely, I like having a Bat family person who has, like, no real, like, personal ties to the Bat family, but it's just like, uh, then guess I'm stuck with you losers now. <laughs> I guess this is just my life. I, I, um, I need a new family anyway. <laughs> uh, mine got killed by the Mafia, and I'm dealing with that in a normal fashion. Just like, oh, your family also got killed? Cool, 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 cool. We can hang. We can all chill. Um, um, she has a very cool look, too. Uh, the crossbow obviously is rad. Um, some of her costumes have been a little, like, uh, okay, there is, <laughs> there is no the belly window. Be... Yeah, you don't, that's, doesn't really make any sense, uh, Helena. Just strategically. Um, but, uh, the, uh, the less overly sexualized ones, uh, are a, uh, pretty cool look. Um, and she's got, like, the cool, like, uh, like, pointy-edged mask. It's just very good. It's a good In look. In Rebirth, doesn't she get a hood? She does, yeah. I do love has, a good like, hood. We love a hood in this house. She's, yeah, it's uh, it's very fun, very Assassin's Creed. Um, love to see it. Um, and uh, she's great in Birds of Prey. We're gonna be uh, recording our Birds of Prey bonus episode in the next week or so. Uh, but she uh, spoilers was my favorite part of it. So. 10 out of 10 for Helena. Hell yeah. I can't wait to watch her kick some ass. Oh, she does. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to discuss? Hmm. I'm getting some ASMR on this new microphone. <laughs> I would love to discuss what comics you read this week because I, uh, predictably have not read any. Um, womp womp. Uh, I, I, I did. I did get, I did get some comics. Um, there is, um, there's a new Ant-Man series, um, which I was like, oh, new Ant-Man, and I just, like, kind of picked it up to look at it, um, but, uh, uh, Cassie is in it. Oh. Um, yeah, Cassie is in it. And 
I know I'm behind on a lot of stuff. How long has Cassie been alive? I don't know. I haven't been paying attention. <laughs> um, I, this is, uh, it's very embarrassing for me. And I didn't get uh, a chance to look it up before we were recording uh, what's going on with Cassie. Um, but Cassie is there. Um, so if someone wants to explain to me what the deal is, I would appreciate it. I'm, like, happy about it, obviously. I'm, like, stoked. Um, I was just startled. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's how things be. Um, I, um, there's also a, um... X-Men Fantastic Four crossover um, is part of the current sort of X-Men initiative um, written by uh, Chip Zdarsky and uh, drawn by Terry Dodson, both of whom I enjoy a lot. Um, and uh, also there's, uh, I got the one with the very cute variant cover of uh, uh, Kitty and Franklin Richards and, um, Kitty's dragon, Lockheed, um, just being cute, um, which is most of why I bought it. I was like, this is really cute. Um, but it is, uh, it is a fun comic, even though, um, a lot of the X-Men stuff continues to be, uh, pretty wild and, uh, the Richards children are sort of confusing. <laughs> but it's cute. Um, and also, um, I have not actually had the chance to read it yet, um, because it, uh, was, uh, longer, um, and I didn't, uh, dive into it, but, um, DC did one of their, uh, kind of holiday anthologies, um, for Valentine's Day, called, uh, DC's Crimes of Passion, um, which is funny, um, but there is a, um, a Dick Bab story in it, so I'm expecting to be pretty happy. Hey, so I did a Google. Uh-huh. I think Cassie's been alive since 2016. What? Excuse me? That's the only thing I can find about Resurrection. Nobody told me! It's been four years! I can't believe this. I think- Why wasn't I, I reading more Ant-Man comics, apparently? Is it because they're Ant-Man comics? I mean, I guess. If I'd known Cassie was in them, I would have read them. Yeah, apparently uh, she took on uh, the new moniker Stinger. In Astonishing yes. Ant-Man number six. I did, uh, she is using that in this series, and I was like, that's a cute name. Yeah. Love it. Um. Anyway, apparently, the answer is a while. A while! Alright, <laughs> sorry to let you all down as your local teen superhero experts. Kathy Neither one of us. Right back to life, under our noses. I mean, she can get very small. That's a good point. She can be extremely little. Also, based off of the Wikipedia that I was skimming, 
It's a Buckwild comics books reason. <laughs> of course it is! So, uh, Pym particles are really unstable. She could- let's dig up her body and see if she could actually resurrect herself. <laughs> just get some- just get some particles in there. It's fine. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, uh, no, I wanted to know what the deal was. God. Failure. Um, yeah, uh, also, uh, go see Birds of Prey. Again, we're gonna talk about it more, um, but I am- I'm concerned about it, uh, apparently underperforming, um, okay. that, that means- But I yeah. saw- I saw a comparison of headlines for Ford oh, versus the, the Ford Ferrari. Versus Ferrari one? Yeah. yeah. Ford versus Ferrari zooming into opening weekends with a 31 million opening. Uh, Birds of Prey not doing so well with a 33 million opening. <laughs> hey, yeah. the fuck? It, uh, it sucks. It, 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 it truly sucks. Um, I just, I, uh, I just don't want it to be like, oh, well, nobody wants to watch, uh, movies about women, I guess. So, womp womp. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, they're um, gonna say that anyway, no matter what. Literally, no matter what happens, they will. Um, but, um, it also, like, I think it, it... It took some genuine risks, um, and I like to reward superhero movies that take actual risks, um, as much as you can in, you know, a superhero movie. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, I think that's everything. I feel like that's everything. Um. Yeah, although I do want to, um, it... You y'all like listening to podcasts. I listened to um there was an episode of Switchblade Sisters that had um the Birds of Prey director Kathy Yan on it where she talks about Mad Max Fury Road and also a little bit about Birds of Prey. So if you want to listen to ladies talk about films and all that fun jazz uh, go do that. It was <laughs> a really yeah. fun episode. Films! Film, and um, also just talking about women in film and how important that is. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Y'all like podcasts. Wanna... Y'all like women. Yeah. Um, for more podcasts and women and films, uh, you can find us online. Uh, we got, we got... Twitter, we got Tumblr, we got Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest. You can find all those just by going to Capes and Japes on your site of choice. Um, we have an email address uh, that's capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, all just spelled out, not like the ampersand japes or anything. Um, I don't know if they let you put that in an email address. I don't think they do either, but just in case somebody tried. Um, we have a, uh, a Discord server that you can join, um, see some great cat pictures, 
cosplays, all kinds of stuff. Um, we have a Patreon if you want to support us there. Um, that's where we'll be talking about our uh, Birds of Prey hot takes. So if you want to uh, hop in, uh, just swing a dollar a month our way, uh, you can listen to that and all our other bonus episodes. Um, you can do more than that and get some other stuff. Um, we, uh, if you can't do that, but you still, uh, would like to support us, um, we have a, uh, leaving a rating and review is a great way to do that. Sorry, I, uh, <laughs> I forgot what the podcast outro was. Um, <laughs> That's okay. In between the last time we, uh, recorded and now, you did see Birds of Prey, so I'm assuming that's taking up 80% of your brain power. It is really, just really thinking, thinking about those birds. Um, <laughs> leaving a rating and a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on is a great way to help us out. Um, telling a friend, this is, you know, a great one if you have a friend who saw Birds of Prey and um, saw Huntress in it and was a person with eyes and was like, oh my god she rules what is her deal um you can learn some uh some fun facts from this episode if you send them over this way um and just you know thank you for joining us as as you continue to do um and as you have done today uh so thank you for being here for uh this episode of capes and japes i have been olivia and I have been Elion, and as always, kiss me sexy Huntress. Honestly, please do. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>